WVON is proud to present Her Win Trust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank. Win Trust Finance. All righty then. My name is Perry Small, and you are listening to Midday Madness. And I can't tell you how excited I am to um, talk to our Herb Wintrust today. Let me tell you, not only is she a serial entrepreneur, she is one of the most beautiful women in the city of Chicago, inside and out. And I think that has been a cute, you know, has been... Uh, just a reason why she's been successful, and it wasn't it wasn't overnight success. And we're going to talk about it. She is an award winning serial entrepreneur and a former senior corporate executive. She's a native of Detroit, and she is an honors graduate a graduate of both Howard University and Harvard Business School. Uh, she has done a million things. The Hilliard Group. It's her strategic marketing consulting firm uh, for more than 20 years, and she has worked with clients such as Nielsen, IBM, Pandora Jewelry, BET Networks, American Express, HBO, The Gap, PepsiCo, and others. And in 2001, this sister found Comfort Cake Company, the makers of pound cake so good it feels like a hug. It gained national uh, attention and was distributed with United Airlines, Walmart, McDonald's Test Market, and Home Shopping Network. Among uh, others using Amy's own pound cake recipe, uh, Amy now licenses Comfort Cake's intellectual property and Sugarless Sweetness, a patent-pending sugar substitute. And she's also very philanthropic. She supports black women in black business. She is a wonderful speaker and orator. With that, my friend, I've sat next to her, Amy Hillard. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi, Perry. How are you? <laughs> Excited as hell to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amy, you are the epitome of what a lot of these female entrepreneurs want to be. And besides, and, and like I said, you are a beautiful woman. Nobody would know what your age was. You, your age is timeless when you look at you. But tell us, oh, what are you doing sweet. today? What are you doing today? What what what's on the table today? Oh my goodness, you you know I'm on to a lot of different things. You know, I, as you mentioned, I still have my Hilliard Group Consulting firm, uh-huh. and I am you know I'm busily working with that and doing my speaking still. Mm-hmm. But I am uh, making some different moves. Um, I'm still an entrepreneur, as you noted. Right. Um, but I am um, writing my second book. Oh, good. Which is uh, yes, which is very exciting. You know, my first book, Tap into Your Juice: um, How to Find Your Gifts, You Lose Your Fears, and Build Your Dreams, is an ebook now. And my next book. Why don't you is, say the name um, of that book again? Because yes. listen, ladies, you really want to read this book. Uh, it is inspiring. So, Amy, tell them the name of the book again. Okay, the tap first into your juice. Tap, tap into your juice. Find your gifts, lose your fears, and build your dreams. And that is an ebook. Now you can get that um, as an ebook. 
and um, it's on uh, Amazon. You can get it that way as an ebook. But my next book is going to be a hardcover book, and that one is based upon the fact that um, I'm a reinvention specialist. Um, and so my newest book, because I've had a lot of careers, as um, as um, you may know, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, as my background um, has talked about, I mean, I've done both the entrepreneurial uh strategy work, um, and I've done a lot of corporate work. I've gone back and forth between being an entrepreneur and being a senior corporate executive, and people always ask me, you know, you've reinvented yourself, and I've been able to pivot in order to do that. So my next book is called Pivot for Success, How to Hone Your Vision, Shift Your Energy, and Make Your Move. Okay, that sounds great. But You know, yesterday... We have this um, urban heritage film series, and yesterday, um, the 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 film was Boss: The Black Experience in Business, and it takes us from mm-hmm. the early from the at the turn of the century in the nineteen hundreds to um, where we are now. And one of the things I the, the central themes that I took away from from that was that black businesses have to almost be very humble and not get too big for its britches. Because when that happens, it um, people become envious. And I'll be very um, honest, uh, white people, I mean, from the destruction of Black Wall Street to some of the things they did during Reconstruction, I mean, this, this film just blew my mind. And I and one of the sections is about S. B. Fuller, and he had mm-hmm. he had that uh, event convention at the Palmer House where he invited five thousand people, and he employed black and whites uh, to work for him. When mm-hmm. they saw that he was a black man uh, selling these different products, they came after him, and uh, he was I think left almost penniless when he was uh, when when he died what is different about amy hillard and her products that you cross over you can always cross over and people are not jealous nor are they trying to destroy you because we were talking about yesterday with um dr steve rogers of uh, the harvard business professor and john rogers about uh you know how there's retribution when they find that there are successful African American people that are have a, a successful businesses, unless you're in the um, entertainment. They don't care how much money you make, but if they think uh-huh. that you're doing b- really well, um, there's a backlash. That's what's happening to Bob Johnson. If he never would have given. Uh, and uh, paid off that debt for those students at Morehouse, the IRS never would have come after him for this little $470 million. So what is the key to your success? How do you, how well, did you, me, how do you cross over? Well, well, let me tell you, Perry, it's not all paved in, in roses. And I know Steve Rogers, he's a dear friend. John Rogers is a dear friend. Uh-huh. And let me, let me tell you, and I, I, I know who you're talking about, in terms of um, Robert uh, Smith, right. who paid off those. Yeah, I'm sorry, Robert Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it has not been easy. 
okay, because my products have crossed over. Black folks have had comfort cake. White folks have had comfort cake. But I have been, um, I've had some tough, rough years because, you know, when my product comfort cake was um, in the Chicago public schools, we were having some great, great uh, years with comfort cake. But Mm -hmm. then when it came off the menu, when desserts came off the menu and I had to make some some pivots to do um, uh, whole wheat pizza crust. Right. That was a whole different ball game. Right. So we've had some very tough years. I have had to, um, I've been bankrupted. Mm-hmm. I've been foreclosed on. You know, people don't know that side of my story. Right. I just started talking about it, and I'm talking about it in um, my book, because people look at me and they say, oh, she's just been so successful. Well, no. I've had to deal with the 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 financial ups and downs of running a business. Mm -hmm. I've had to deal with someone who tried to steal my uh, patent pending sugar substitute. And I had to spend a lot of money to protect it. A lot of money. And let me ask you, the person that's Mm -hmm. tried to steal uh, your patent, did they look like Mm -hmm. us or do they look like someone else? They look like someone else. Okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. But this is the thing that we have to be prepared to do. See, we're great creators of things and we're great consumers of things, but we are not necessarily, people aren't necessarily always willing to protect what we create. And I protected what I created. And I was willing to go to whatever uh, whatever was necessary to do so. And people need to be willing to do that and make sure that they, when you start something, that you start it with the right protections in place. So when someone comes after you, they can't just snatch it. And so I had my protections in place, but I have to, you know, when you have that, you still had to employ legal um, protections to make sure that nothing happened. So, yes, people will come after you, but you know what? You know what? It's still not as hard as picking cotton. Uh, that's what I tell people. Wow. Do not let that stop you. And that's why I am, that's one of the key reasons I'm writing this book, because people get upset. They get, you know, oh, my God, I can't keep going. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Because as long as you can look up, you can get up. And that's what we have to keep our mindset focused on. Because those that you mentioned that went before us, and I saw that movie, Boss, uh-huh. they went through some horrible times oh. where Black Black Wall Street was burned to the ground. John Rogers, um, um, his grandfather, was right there, his grandfather, That's right. burned to the ground. Now, our stuff hasn't been burned to the ground, but we've had to get, get through some obstacles. But we cannot let that destroy our fortitude. That's right. And so that's what we have to do. I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you, uh, I don't know how involved today your children are in in your business is. Do you want to build a legacy business for your family? Yes, my legacy business for my family is um, going to be done in um, some different ways. And let me tell you, from the beginning, my children were involved in the business. Okay. I would not have started it if they weren't because I had to sell my home to fund my business. I remember that. Yeah, because with a Harvard MBA and all of my experience, I had 20 years of marketing experience for companies like uh, Gillette, Pillsbury, and L'Oreal, mm-hmm. um, and I had built um, $100 million businesses for big companies. I couldn't get a loan from a bank. And so I had- Get out of here. And I, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Couldn't get a loan. I was told that starting a pound cake business was a cute idea and come back when I had some customers. And so I was sitting on some property that had some equity, and I told my kids who were, um, you know, young. They were young at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, you know, Mom wants to start this business, Comfort Cake, and in order to do it, I have to sell the house. What do you think? And my daughter told me, uh, she was like, you know, 12 or something like that. She said, Mom, a house is not a home. A home is a place you live with the people that you love. So, and we, Amy, how did mm -hmm. you, had you saved money in order since they, none of these banks or financial institutions uh, would uh, give you a loan? How did you be, get the capital to um, start the business even after you sold the home? Well, I sold my home to get the capital. Okay. I had, you know, made sure because I was leaving a six-figure job. When I started Comfort Cake, I was the president. I was the senior vice president of Soft Sheen, um Hair Care. That's right. When I left to start Comfort, when I left to start Comfort Cake, so I was making good money. Okay. And this is what I tell all entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs who want people who want to be entrepreneurs: make sure your financial house is in order. So you know, I started saving. You know, I made sure my credit cards were all taken care of and all of that. Don't just quit your job and become an entrepreneur. Because that's kind of um, not good planning. So I had made that decision. I had my business plan done and all of that. But I knew how much equity I had. This was, you know, in the 2000s when uh, the homes where I was, um, the equity was building. Right. So I knew how much equity I had. And I knew that I could sell my home and get the capital that I needed to start the business. So um, I did my research. And so I had my, my money for that and I sold my home and I had, and I had enough money to move into a different uh, condo situation for my family right. and had the capital to start the business. Hmm. And so, um, how scary of a time was that for you? I mean, as successful well, it, as you are and you must've had some low lows and how did you get out of those low lows? Well, let me tell you something. I am a woman of faith. Okay. And I was, I was, it was a risky move, but you know, God was always on my side because I had to make a decision. I had to walk, I, cause the people at Soft Sheen were priming me to become president of the division. Okay. And I was like, okay, you got to make a decision. I had to tell them which way I was going to go. If I was going to go ahead with my career there, or I had to decide about comfort cake. And I remember sitting on my porch, I had a big porch on, on the house and I was crying. I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Literally, I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And he spoke to me very clearly. He said, take my hand and do comfort cake. And that was in 2000. Ooh. And I I was like, okay, did I hear him correctly? And my neighbors were passing by. What's the matter? What's the matter? I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went inside and sat on my steps. And he told me again, take my hand and do comfort cake. And I had to be obedient. I said, that's what I'm going to do. And in the years since, it's been 20 years, I am still holding his hand and doing comfort cake. That is awesome. Every time, every time that I have gone to the edge, he has been there for me. So you, you have a strong faith and you have a relationship with God who I absolutely believe is a woman. 
<laughs> I absolutely believe she's a woman. But anyway, that is interesting. So when you started Comfort Cake, and that was 2000, did mm-hmm. you have mentors? And have you always had mentors? Because the one common denominator of all of these successful women that I talked to for this Her Win Trust segment they said they couldn't do it without mentors, and that might just be um, good friends or it might be uh, p- successful people or even former bosses. What? Who, are, who were your mentors? Well, very interesting. The two people you mentioned yesterday are two of mine. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve and John. Absolutely. Steve Rogers was teaching at Northwestern at the time, and he was get, he had written his first book about entrepreneurial finance. And I said, Steve, I need to, uh, to monitor your class because I'm getting ready to start my pound cake company. Sure, he said, come on and do it. So I monitored his class. And then I said, you know, I need to get your advice about which to name, how to name my company. You know, should I name it Amy's Pound Cake, like Famous Amos? Or, you know, comfort cake. And I had really settled in my mind about comfort cake, but I wanted his advice. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you should, you should name it comfort cake. Don't name it after yourself because you'll be able to identify um, who you are. Yeah. Well, no, you'll be able to monetize it if you name it comfort cake. Uh-huh. It has, you know, more legs to it. Okay. So he gave me that good advice. John Rogers, you know, who is a, a very good friend, he's one of my, he invested in it, you know, a long time ago, his daughter. And so... Um, and, and I went to him for financial advice as well. So I heartily encourage people to get good mentors and sponsors. I've had an advisory board for Comfort Cake with people who had the food experience mm-hmm. that I didn't have. Okay. And um, and so and and food scientists who you know were able to help me to do some things that I needed to do. So it's very important. So what 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 happened that you decided at one point? Oh, I I'm going to do the I, I'm going to make comfort cakes. What happened? You would have them at the holidays, and they would scoff them all up, and people were saying, "Oh, Amy, you ought to sell these cakes." What happened? How did how did it come that's, about? That's pretty much it. I would you know I was in. Um, college and I was eating a lot of Sara Lee pound cake. Oh, and I'm one of <laughs> I'm one of four daughters. And my mother, who was a good cook, she was not you know a, a great cook, but she was a very efficient cook. Mm-hmm. And she made one cake very well, the one two three four cake. Uh huh. And she would just change the icing for whatever holiday it was. Okay. And I said, well, if my mother can make one cake really well, I probably could too. And I was spending all my money on Sara Lee pound cake because it, pound cake's my favorite dessert. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, let me practice making a pound cake. And so when I got it really to the, my liking, and I, I would bring it to every you know dinner party, bake sale, especially after I got married with the kids, every bake sale, every dinner party. And exactly as you said, people kept telling me, girl, this cake is really good. You should put it on the market. Mm-hmm. And then as I became a marketer, and, uh, you know, I, I, I would, you know, hear that all the time. And I said, you know, um, if one more person tells me, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then what was happening is I was the CFO of our family's annual Thanksgiving family reunion. Okay. And when I say family reunion, that's for, I was cooking for 40 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, it got to the point where I couldn't even get to the family reunion and start the turkey and the fixings before people said, just get Make some cake first. Okay. 
And these are people from all over the country. Right. Marketer that marketer that I am, that was research. I said, if 40 people from all over the country are acting like this, this probably has a good idea. And that's when I decided to do it. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice that you can give to um, uh, people that want to become entrepreneurs? You know, Amy, I say all the time, I can make people all kind of money. But for me, being an entrepreneur, don't have one bone in my body that could do it. Because it takes everything. It takes everything uh, when it comes to time and everything else. What do, what do you tell people who really have that entrepreneurial spirit? Well, I think you really have to know yourself. You know yourself to know that that's not in your genes A- absolutely. or in your in your bones. Some people may not know that and they need to try it. I say to, if you think you want to be an entrepreneur, make it a side hustle first. Test the waters first as a side hustle. Or if you're working for a corporation, try entrepreneurship, which is find a project within your corporate job that is entrepreneurial in its feeling that you're creating something new within a structure of your corporation and see if that fits well for you, okay? Okay. And if you are a true entrepreneur, then write a business plan for what it is you want to do because it truly takes a lot. You have to assess your your risk tolerance. How risky are you? Are you able to deal with a lot of uncertainty? Mm -hmm. And are you able to deal with a lot of people telling you no? Mm-hmm. Are you able to deal with a lot of of um, ability to just keep going? This is what I am talking about because in my uh, book, I talk about um, 10 pivot points. And these are actually um, the 10 points that I used in Tap Into Your Juice. And Michelle Obama endorsed my first yes. book. And she said I could use these 10 points for life, My her endorsement of these 10 points for life, so they're going to be in my second book. And as an entrepreneur, this is what I've used for decades. I still go back to them. And there are things such as believing in the possibilities. What is possible right now? A year from now? Five hmm. years from now? Wow. Find, finding what is your purpose? Why are you doing this? What is a gift that's uniquely yours that is a fingerprint that you can use to help others? Because if you find something that you like or that you really dislike that you want to fix, probably that's a business idea that you can monetize. Amy Hillard, I've got to go now, but thank you so much for joining us for Her Win Trust. I wish you continued success. I can't wait for COVID to be over so I can run into you again. Is there a website people can go for you? Yes, there is. AmySHilliard.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at AmySHilliard and on Facebook at AmySHilliard. So be in touch with me. Um, and I'd love to hear from everybody. All righty, then. Thank you so much.